Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Your Business Online Your Way, the podcast to help you to achieve small business success. We're halfway through season 1 and I am so excited to have you here. I'm Holly Christie, your host. I'm a website designer, mentor and business strategist. I have two website mentoring companies, This Demanding Life to help small businesses get seen online and Simply Sites for budding businesses wanting a stellar website. This week, we're looking at how to get clients in those early days of setting up your new business, the different options available and the order I'd recommend you complete them in. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. Once you've been through the smaller details of setting up your business, as in you've decided you're definitely going to do this, you've chosen a company name, you've worked out what your offerings are, you're primed and ready to get clients and there's no one there, yet. Getting clients is one of the most challenging roles as an entrepreneur. You'll be trained or training in the job and services you're providing, but you won't necessarily be trained in how to market that service to customers. And clients don't always come from the same one source. If you're a new business, there aren't a lot of shortcuts, such as throwing money at meta ads. If you want people to engage with adverts, you first need to have content and a community. And building that community takes time, focus and energy. Now this message may feel a bit bleak, but don't worry, there is absolutely hope out there and I promise you, you're ready and primed to join the world as an entrepreneur. So let's look at the different ways that you can get clients. Set up your website using professionals. When we first start out, it can be tempting to want to test the water and not really make an investment in the business until it's making a return. This is absolutely the worst mindset you can have as a small business owner. When you set out, you really have to back yourself. No one else is going to in those early days. And it's by backing yourself and having confidence in yourself that you'll be able to get ahead and inspire others to have confidence in you. But back to your website. Business websites are so much more than just putting some copy and images on the page. There are behind the scenes techniques that you just won't know about if you're not a website designer. For example, the subtle differences in what will make a page rank on Google and what will stop Google from seeing your website. Pages need to be labelled properly, your content needs to be spaced a certain amount from each element, your titles must be in a sequential order according to an SEO process which are different to how you'd format them in a document. You need to consider your navigation and your user journey and you just won't know how to make this optimal for search engines if you're not a designer. Learning the content management systems for building a website can also take up to a hundred of hours and therefore it's not a good use of your time. As my lovely guest of episode 4, Niraj Kapoor says, you don't know what you don't know. In short, if you're not a website designer, you won't know what you're doing wrong. Branding. When you're creating a new business, you'll need a brand. Again, this is not something I would recommend trying to do yourself. Trust me when I say that creating a brand in Canva will not be the solution. One of the reasons being that Canva logos and elements can't be trademarked or licensed. 
and it means that your competitors could also have a very similar brand. They could also sue you if they've trademarked their brand and you have unwittingly created a similar version of it in Canva. Branding specialists will also create a brand kit for you. This kit will inform all of your visual on-page marketing. It can be used across websites, social media channels and print marketing. Your brand kit will consist of your logo and submarks or inversions of colours. It will also contain your different font files as well as guidelines on how and where to use them, your colour palette and how to use your colours effectively to give your brand authority. Depending on your investment, your brand kit may also include social media templates, images and banners. It's really up to you how much you want to invest in your brand. Our Simply Sites brand shop starts from as little as £97 for a logo and brand guidelines. Social media. Once you have your website and your branding sorted, it's time to look at the social media platforms. Have a good think about where your clients are hanging out. For example, if you're a coach or a service provider, you may find that LinkedIn is the right place for you. However, if you have a product that you're looking to get many eyes on and market creatively, Instagram and TikTok may be your platforms of choice. Once you've chosen the channels that are right for you, you then need to look at creating content that's going to be useful to your audience and that they'll engage with. It can be tempting to post any old thing to get a lot of likes and hits, but likes and hits don't pay the bills, so you'll need to craft your content to your business. That's not to say you can't chuck the odd meme or personal post on there, but 90% of your posts should be about your customers' pain points, their blind spots, and how you can absolutely help them to achieve what they're looking for. Set up a mailing list. Mailing lists are the holy grail of marketing because the people who have signed up to them have done so wanting to hear from you. They're literally asking for you to send them more information. Given that it can take up to 27 touch points and sometimes more for people to decide to work with you, having them on your mailing list and sending a regular, preferably weekly email is a great way of nailing those touch points. In the early days, you may not have many people on your mailing list. Send the emails anyway. It will help you to develop your tone of voice. You'll learn how to write content people engage with, and it helps set a weekly pattern for both you and your clients. People can only sign up to your mailing list if they know about it. So make sure you're shouting about it across social media at least twice a week. That you make it easy for people to find the link to sign up, I personally like to mix mine up in both stories and grid posts and have a subscribe form or button on your website. Run a challenge. These are often done on Facebook as the group settings make it perfect for your challengees to interact, but you can look at other platforms to run them on too. Challenges are usually run over five days. They tackle an area which is a bit of a blind spot for your clients. For example, I run a website challenge twice a year to help people to plan a website build or see how they can improve an existing website. Challenges are a brilliant way of helping people get an idea of what it would be like to work with you, as well as solving a pain point for them. You'll also be able to get them on your mailing list through the challenge and then you can keep in touch with them afterwards. Having run a lot of challenges over the years, my advice is to keep each day's task short and uncomplicated. 
My challenges are run over five days. It takes less than three minutes to watch the video of what the task will be, and less than 20 minutes for my challengees to complete it. The feedback is always that people love that they learn something quickly and build on that learning each day. These people often convert into customers. Host a workshop. This is different to running a challenge as it tends to be live over the course of an hour or less. I like, I like to make mine about 45 minutes so people can learn what they need, ask some questions, then get on with their day. Workshops are a great way to share your expertise, position yourself as an industry authority and give people a glimpse into what working with you may be like. A workshop should always offer a lot of value to your potential customers and you may like to offer them the recording of the session once it's over. Make sure you focus on just one topic for the workshop. Don't try to give too much information on too many different subjects or you'll leave your audience feeling overwhelmed and confused. Hosting a workshop can feel a little daunting as you need people to be online, live, at the time you're presenting. It can feel like a popularity contest, but I encourage you to push on through. The more you do them, the more practice you'll get, and over time, more people will attend. It's okay to run a workshop with just four or five people on it. They'll get lots of one-to-one -one time with you during the question and answer sessions, and you'll learn what works and what doesn't. As always, people can only find out about these workshops if you advertise them. So make sure you advertise them regularly in the lead up to them and don't run them too often or people will get complacent. If in doubt, I recommend you run them no more than once every quarter. Create a podcast. Podcasts are becoming more and more popular these days. You're listening to one right now. They are a brilliant way of getting your content across to your ideal clients. They can take quite a lot of work to set up, but once you're there, it's relatively easy to record your content and publish it to those who would like to listen. A podcast is a great way of showing people that you are an authority in your industry. It's brilliant for breaking down industry terms and letting people experience what it could be like to engage your services in their business. Network. Whether you like networking in person or, or are more of an online guru, networking will be one of the main things that gets you ahead. If you're not already on LinkedIn, join it and start connecting with people. Also, check out local in-person networking groups. You can also network on less formal entrepreneur and small business groups on Facebook and Instagram. So let's wrap up. Getting clients when you're a new business can be hard but with a little support it can become a really enjoyable part of your business. I love communicating with people on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram and it always makes me happy when someone hits my book a call button. Whether we end up working together or not, it's great to meet new people and get to know their businesses. The different ways of getting clients can feel exhaustive in the early days, so think about building up step by step. Start with your brand and website, then networking and social media. Once you have an audience, you can look at workshops and challenges. Here's a reminder of all the different ways we can look at getting clients. We covered having your website built by a professional, creating a strong brand aligned with you and your ideal client, using social media platforms, setting up a mailing list, running a challenge, hosting a workshop, creating a podcast, 
and good old-fashioned networking. If you're just starting out with your network, feel free to add me in. You can find me on LinkedIn at Holly C. Christie and on Facebook and Instagram as This Demanding Life. That's all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the show and learned that you're not alone when starting out in your small business journey. Remember that everyone starts somewhere and it's taking those first steps that really count. If you haven't already, please would you leave a rating and review of the show from wherever you get your podcasts. It helps the podcast platforms in recommending it to more people and I'd love to help as many people as possible to access this free resource. That's all for today. I'll see you next week. 